Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Kevin Belby from Bayheim's Army, the Syracuse alumni team. I think you'll really enjoy the conversation with Kevin. Gives a lot of great inside information about how Bayheim's Army came to be, even how it got named. For more information about Bayheim's Army or any of the teams competing in TBT, be sure to check out thetournament.com. Kevin Belby, General Manager, Bayheim's Army. Where does the team name come from? The short version is actually that my girlfriend Carly came up with the name. And I should probably stop right there and give her all the credit and get some brownie points. But, you know, the longer version, I think, is that, um, you know, as a lot of people know, Syracuse um, went through, kind of you know, a couple of NCAA sanctions last year. And, you know, when, when we were forming the team, all that was happening. Uh, we're a team of former Syracuse players. Coach Beheim is known for being incredibly loyal to his players, former players, his staff. And this was kind of a way to honor him, um, to honor his foundation as well. You know, if we win the $2 million, $50,000 will go back to the Jim and Julie Beheim Foundation, which is awesome. So that's a longer version. And then the nerdy version is that I'm a big Harry Potter fan myself. And, uh, you know, in one of the Harry Potter books, the, the headmaster of uh, Hogwarts, Dumbledore, he kind of um, – the NCAA equivalent, uh, the Ministry of Magic, basically, in Harry Potter – it's trying to kind of like um, basically levy NCAA sanctions against them, I guess is the equivalent. And Harry Potter and all his buddies get together and start Dumbledore's army to kind of stick up for him and rally around him and support their leader. Um, so this is us kind of supporting Jim Beheim and all that he's done for all the players and all that he's done for Central New York. How did the 2016 Beheim's army team come together? Um, so, you know, we came together last year after, in 2015 after watching – the 2014 inaugural year, um, you know, we all watched the championship game on ESPNU and just figured we had to get a Syracuse team together. So we got a whole bunch of Cuse guys together last year. This year, um, some of those guys return, and we have some new faces as well. Um, after seeing Bayheim's Army come together last year, a lot of different Syracuse players wanted to be involved. And that includes, you know, guys who are retired, you know, wanted to – see if there's any way they could help out just getting the word out, wanted to help out with coaching. Um, so it's, it's become a really cool thing. Syracuse basketball is a very – it's like a fraternity. It's a very tight-knit community. Um, so, you know, once we were successful last year, this year it was a little easier putting it together. And, you know, we've put together an even more talented team this year. Why are you playing in TBT in 2016? Uh, I think we're playing in TBT 2016 just because it's a, this is a lot of fun. I think. Um, even though you're playing for $2 million, it really doesn't seem like that. It seems like just the highest, you know, you're just playing in the highest level of basketball, uh, you know, in front of friends and family, you know, it was really great. I think for our former players to kind of have the support of Syracuse again. So, you know, we went to Philly and the entire Syracuse Philly alumni club came out. We went all the way out to Chicago in the Midwest and there were a ton of Syracuse fans in the stands there. Um, so, you know, we're playing because <clears throat> all of our players love to compete, really, uh, and love to support the university and, and love to wear orange. What would it mean to win TBT? Well, I think that people even underestimate how much of, uh, of a life changer TBT can be, how much of a game changer it can be. Obviously, the, you know, when I'm trying to sell this to, you know, former Syracuse players to compete – 
two million the two million dollars that's only fifty percent of you know my my sale. The other fifty percent is that this is an incredible marketing exposure opportunity for you. Um, you know, at Syracuse, we're pretty fortunate that you know we're playing on ESPN almost every night. Um, but when you leave school, that's not the case. If you're playing overseas or playing in the D League. The opportunity to play on ESPN is, you know, equivalent, I think, to a $2 million prize. Um, it's really could be a $4 million prize, um, you know, with, with those two aspects combined. So it's just a really unique opportunity for these guys to get their names out there and, you know, improve their career, improve their basketball resumes. Which team in the Northeast region besides yourselves do you think is one of the best, if not the best? Um, you know, there's a lot of new teams that have popped up that I think will be competitive. But, you know, personally, I think that we have a lot of respect for teams like City of Gods, you know, who beat us last year. Uh, a team like Liberty Ballers, who we had a good game against. And, you know, I, I think that the most underrated team in the region last year and this year is 20th and only. You know, they really pushed us uh, in an overtime game in Philly that I think was an instant TVT classic. If there's ever a TVT classic network. I think that that should be uh, one of the first games, if not the first game that plays. Um, so, you know, the three teams that we played against last year from our region, I think that, you know, they're going to come back stronger and uh, we have a ton of respect for them. And I'm excited to see how they do as well. I'm really interested, uh, Kevin, in following up on the Dumbledore's Army uh, inspiration for the name. I, first of all, I never knew that you were such a big Harry Potter fan, but I guess it should be, it should go without saying, I guess, given how young you are, but that's incredible. Do the guys on the team know about the Harry Potter connection? Or no, is they, that... they definitely don't. And I tried to explain it to uh, to Julie Bayheim, Jim Bayheim's wife, this year. And I think it – I don't think she really got it. I think I was kind of – I don't think I explained it very well. But, um, you know, it means a lot to me. Um, but I think, like I said, there's multiple reasons why that name came about. Um, that reason is one that I think just made a lot of sense to me personally. Uh, but like I said, I do have to give my girlfriend credit because she actually came up with the name. You know, we wanted to do, create something that was unique, that wasn't just Syracuse alums. Um, we wanted to kind of create our own ident identity, but at the same time, respect and represent everything about Syracuse University and Central New York at the same time. And, you know, Jim Beheim literally is Mr. Syracuse. So that's that's how it came about. Tell me a little bit about what you're looking forward to with the team that you're bringing this year, uh, key additions that you that you feel like are going to make a big impact on the team. Yeah, well, I think the thing that's most fun for me is to see all these guys come together. And I think it is for, you know, just your everyday Syracuse fan as well, because you're seeing guys that from different generations take the court together. You know, so you've got Eric Devendorf, who's, you know, one of the best shooting guards of all time, joining Brandon Trish in the backcourt, for instance, who's the all-time winningest player at Syracuse. Uh, his senior year took the team to the Final Four. You know, guys like that who never actually played in the carry dome together at the same time, teaming up. Um, you know, and that's the same in the front court as well. That's just a small example. But for me, I, I think the really cool thing is seeing this, seeing everyone take the court together, uh, and just seeing different generations of of orange men coming together for you know uh, a single united purpose. How um how involved, if at all, has Jim Beheim been in either giving you advice about players and style of play, coaching, anything like that? Has he been involved in that at all? He's been involved um, quite a bit, actually, uh, which has been fun. You know, it's we wanted we wanted to try and get him to come out to a game last summer um, 
it was hard because it's recruiting season. This summer he wanted to try and get out as well, but he's an assistant coach on the USA Olympic team. But he, you know, he was in an airport streaming the games on his phone. He has a smartphone. Uh, so, you know, he – and he, I know he texted one of the local reporters after he lost the city of God and was like, you know, what an what a amazing game, what a great effort the, those guys gave. Um, so he's, he's a big supporter of all these guys. Um, he's, you know, just this, this upcoming weekend, actually, he's having a fantasy camp here at Syracuse, which is, you know, if you're 35 and over, so I know you're not there yet, but, you know. Oh, once, yeah, once, speak again, but that's okay. Once you're 35 uh, and over, you can come and, you know, and play just like you were a kid and play in the Carrier Dome and the Carmelo Anthony Center and be coached by Jim Beheim and all his assistants and all of his former players, you know, from, you know, the, the 80s and on until, you know, guys like Bike Musicata, Eric Devendorf, who's on our team, just graduated a couple of years ago, come back. Um, so it's very much a family atmosphere. Um, and, you know, he talks – I just talked to Eric Devendorf today, and he said he was working out, and Jim Beheim just walked over to him and we talked to him for 10 minutes about the team, the makeup of the team, and how everything's looking. Um, so he, he lets us have our freedom. Um, I think he definitely prefers if we play 2-3 zone. Uh, you know, we'll mix it up a bit, but besides, you know, besides that, he's excited. Um, and, uh, I, I'm sure that he'll catch a couple games, even if he can't be there in person. His sister did come out last year and watch us in Philly. So that was great. How much of the two, three zone did you guys play last year? Percentage wise, would you estimate? And how much do you think you'll play this year? We probably played about 75% zone last year. I think more than 50%, uh, probably not more than 75%. That's kind of what the style used to be at Syracuse. Um, and then my freshman year, 2009, I was a manager for the team. That's how I got involved uh, with the players and the program. Um, my first ever game, so excited. I've got my Syracuse polo on and uh, we're playing an exhibition game against Lemoyne College, which is a D2 school right down the road here in Syracuse. And we lost. Uh, we played man to man the whole game and lost. Ever since then, Bayheim has gone to zone 100% of the time, which I love. Um, but, you know, I do think it's it's good sometimes to be able to be, you know, flexible. Um, so I imagine that, you know, Ryan Black will, will be our coach this summer. And, you know, I've already talked to him a little bit. The thing is, Syracuse literally recruits players to play in the zone, recruits big, long, athletic guys. And those are the types of players that we have on our team. So we're really tailor-made to play the 2-3 zone. You know, if another team picked it up, it just wouldn't you, – you're not able to replicate it. Um, so it's, it's a secret weapon that we have that, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it again this summer. You just mentioned, um, Blackwell is your coach, uh, yeah. Ryan Blackwell is your coach and he's coaching, I think in Michigan now, right? He's actually coaching in Syracuse. In Syracuse. Okay. So he, it, what is his, so is he employing the zone where he coaches as well? Is, oh, you know what? That's a good question. So he went to Syracuse, played, um, three years. He was transferred in from Illinois. And then had a nice career overseas and actually played in Japan. And then when he retired, Japan hired him to be a coach out there um, and is a local coach here in Syracuse now. Had a great first season at a local high school. And I really wanted to make it out to one of their games. I wasn't able to. So I, I can't answer that question. I don't know if they play zone all the time. But like I said, not everyone can because you really need the players for it. Well, this is what I'm saying. It, it does seem like his. One of the things that everybody talks about when they talk about the Syracuse team, when I talk to them at least, is that it's the zone that they fear. Mm. And obviously, you know, the the perceived weakness of the zone is if you, when you face a team that's got great outside shooting, it becomes a little less 
right. um, difficult to defeat it. But what I'm worried, what I'm concerned, what I'm not concerned about, what I'm, what I'm thinking about is, you know, is the zone something that you guys are going to commit to uh, from a defensive perspective? And if not, what would cause you to, to deviate from that? Yeah, well, I want to jump on something you said. You said, um, you know, sometimes when you're playing a good shooting team, basically is what you said, paraphrasing, the, the inclination is let's play man. And one of the best quotes I ever heard about this was from Jim Beheim, obviously. Um, and he said, I don't understand that notion of thinking at all. If Duke played North Carolina two nights ago and made 23s, North Carolina played them man-to-man. You know, they're not going to make 25 threes tonight. You know, they're not going to make more than that. So why don't we give them a different look? Why don't we give them the zone? And I think a normal zone does allow you to have a lot of um, good, good opportunities to shoot from the outside. The Syracuse zone allows you to have a lot of opportunities shooting from the outside, but they're not necessarily good ones. Um, because the rotations are very crisp. The guys are long and able to react. And if you watch, you know, I played, uh, you know, in rec, rec basketball in, you know, eighth grade, we, you know, we played his own, but everyone just stood still. If you watch us on every single pass, all five guys are moving. Um, so it's very hard to, to replicate. Um, and, you know, you bring up a good question. What would cause us to deviate? I think just, just to mix it up, you know, I, the zone is already, like you said, people know about it. It might be in their heads. Um, you know, we come out of a timeout man-to-man. Now people could be even more confused. So that's uh, – but like I said, I told Ryan Blackwell, you know, our, our coach, I would love to see a lot of zone this summer, but it's up to your discretion. You're the coach. You know, we're paying you to make those decisions. So he said, all right, I got it. You were, um, for those that don't know, studying for the bar exam this summer. Yeah. And – yeah, it's a, it's a real joy, and I'm sure yeah. that you're going to have a great time doing it. I guess what I'm wondering is, this is right in the middle of when these games are taking place, is when the studying, the last crunch moments are, of the studying are happening, and obviously the exam would happen between the Super 16 and the um, the championship weekend. How are you fitting all this stuff in? It's a good question. Um, you know, the law schools are very concerned these days about their students passing the bar because, as you know, the law school kind of ecosystem is – very driven by rankings and every school wants to be ranked in the top 50 top whatever and uh, a big factor of that is having um, a lot of students pass the bar it's all based off percentage so there are definitely people at the school who are concerned that (laughs) I'm taking too much on and um, you know and all that but TBT is an amazing experience um and just was not worth passing up for for me. Um, I had so much fun being a part of this last year, and I'm I'm going to make it work because I have to make it work. Um, but I'm TBT is it's always uh, something always pops up, but it's always a good break in my day, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to be at the games uh, in July. It won't be a lot of fun before and after the games when I'm sitting on the sidelines studying, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, there were those that were watching the Final Four this year and uh, could have sworn that they saw you on yeah. TV uh, wearing a Bayheim's Army shirt. Can you confirm or deny that that was, in fact, you? I can uh, – well, I'll confirm that it was a Bayheim's Army jersey, actually, not a shirt. Uh, That's what I meant to say. Sorry, jersey. <laughs> no, no, no. It was me. Uh, so, you know, Syracuse went to the Final Four, a great unexpected run. 
And my younger brother is actually just finished his freshman year and he's on the team. He's a walk on on the team. Um, so we, you know, one of my law professors actually said to me, Syracuse, way before Syracuse even made the, you know, started their tournament run, whenever Syracuse goes to the final four, you have to go. It only happens so many times in your life. Just drop whatever you're doing and go. Syracuse, all of a sudden, I didn't expect to put that advice into play this year, but I uh, was very happy to. Um, Syracuse provided a whole bunch of like really cheap student tickets, um, which I'm pretty sure are intended for the undergraduate students. Uh, but as a law student, definitely took advantage of the $20 tickets uh, for both of the games and went down, just got there really early and was in the front row of the student section with my girlfriend and my brother and our other friend. Uh, my brother and I both had on our Bayheim's Army jerseys. And because we were in the front row, we were pretty much on the game, on the TV, the whole game. Uh, so we got a lot of exposure, got a lot of tweets uh, during the game, and got a great selfie with Syracuse Law alum himself, Joe Biden. So, how how common are those Beheim Army Beheim's Army jerseys and um, and t shirts up there in Syracuse? Do you see yeah, them around? I do actually. You know, I because I went, um, you know, was here for law school this year. One of my big study breaks was going. Every home game, you know, I didn't miss a home game. And I would see them, you know, from time to time, you know, people with the shirts on or people with the jerseys. And I would always try to go up and talk to the person or, you know, take a picture of them and tweet it out. And, you know, I was in uh, for, the I think, the Sweet 16 game. My friends, all my friends and I went to just a local sports bar and somebody had on a Bayheim's Army jersey uh, for the Syracuse-Virginia Elite Eight game. So I went up and talked to him and he's like, oh, you know, you're the general manager. I can't wait for this summer. Like it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so I, it, it was very cool to see that kind of populating the dome and populating, you know, central New York. And I know it's all that is only going to grow this year. Uh, that's kind of what happened last year with every game that we won. The attention started to grow, you know, the media coverage started to grow and the fan support started to grow. Um, I know from talking to Jesse last year, I think we may have set the unofficial record for uh, most people watching one of the streams at once uh, for one of our games. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited for TBT to grow, but I'm excited for BAM's Army to continue to grow. Uh, this it, is this something you think you're going to continue doing after you pass the bar and start practicing law? I think that as long as the players are willing to do it, you know, I will do this thing and, until I die. This it's, it's so much fun, like I talked about earlier. What a unique concept and, and opportunity TBT is. Um, being a, you know, offering to put these guys on a grand stage of ESPN and offering up a prize money of $2 million. Um, you know, I, I forget what Marshall Henderson's quote was last year. And he's like, he's like, man, I'll, you know, whatever he said, you know, I'm gonna, you put, I think it's like, as long as you put money on the table, I'm coming to get it. Yeah, exactly. Something yeah. like that. You know, I feel the exact same way. Um, yeah. I retweet Marshall Henderson. <laughs> One of many, I'm sure that it's done that. Um, a couple of final questions. Uh, did you watch Game Seven of the NBA Finals? I did. Yeah. Okay. Better. What's a better block? LeBron James in the fourth Hakeem quarter Ward. or Hakeem Work? Obviously, it's Hakeem Work. I was definitely, you know, I was going to tweet this out. I was definitely upset that I'm not upset the block was made. It was a fantastic play by LeBron. Uh, ESPN did a really cool sports science segment on it already, but I was a little upset. A couple of people started calling it the block. And that's what Hakeem Works block is. You know, at the end of the, if you don't know, the end of the 2003 national championship game, playing 2 3 zone, he rotated 
all the way from basically underneath the basket out to the you know the corner and blocked a shot to to save the season, save and give Syracuse its first national championship. And everyone around here just you know everyone just refers to it as the block. Uh, so I was a little kind of upset that people were you know that's what people were calling LeBron's play, uh, but I totally understand it was an amazing play. But Hakeem works. Um, it, it's similar similar situations too, right? His his block gave Syracuse first ever national championship. LeBron's gave Cleveland, you know, their first championship in 52 years, right? Um, but uh, got to go with Hakeem. All right. Hakeem's not on the squad yet. Yeah. You guys have 2,000 votes. You've earned a ringer. If you make it to the round of 16, who is going to be your ringer? It's a good question that I'm not going to let you know right now. Um, Do you have somebody in mind? And partially because I don't have an answer for you right now. But, yeah, we definitely have a lot of guys in mind. Um, you know, Hakeem work would be – you know, he's been in the TBT longer than Baham's Army's been around. He was in the inaugural yes. in 2014, played last year, um, played really well. Um, and he's from Philly, so you guys wouldn't even have to pay for him to fly. Uh, that's a, that's another added bonus. That's a good point. <laughs> so maybe that's who we'll go with. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of other guys, though. Um, you know, like Trevor Cooney is, you know, if he doesn't get drafted tonight, he's going to try and, um, you know, make it with a summer league team. Um, but, you know, he came out to Philly last year. You know, he was on the team just this year, um, a great four-year player. He came out to Philly last year with his dad and watched Bam's Army play. You know, he'd, he'd be great for us. I, you know, I said it in uh, another uh, interview the other day, uh, but Deion Waiters would really be a dream scenario for me. You know, he's a free agent this summer. Oh, that's interesting. Fantastic and July 1st, right. Yeah, fantastic player for Syracuse and, you know, Oklahoma City – They've got to make some decisions this summer, and they've, they're, they're really at Kevin Durant's mercy as well. So if he takes his time, um, you know, I don't think that they're going to spend all their money maybe, you know, in other places, including on Dion, until that gets shored up. So, and Dion is another guy that's from Philadelphia, a uh, local guy, really, really bleeds orange. And, you know, for him to come out for a weekend, I think that's, you know, would be my dream ringer. Obviously, Hakeem is major Syracuse fan favorite as, as well as Trevor. And, you know, there are other guys on our radar too, other guys that want to be involved, just trying to figure out their summer schedules. You know, James Sutherland, he's playing, um, he's going to be playing in the Vegas Summer League. And so that opens up the following weekend. So a lot of possibilities. Uh, we're excited that we have, uh, you know, that, that the ability to pull that rabbit out of our hat. Listen, I'll let you get back to the studying. I'm sure you've got a lot of contract law or con law or criminal or whatever, you, the million things you have to study. About for a few minutes, but uh, I should probably get back. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bayhams Army. All right. Take good care. luck. Thank you.